Davis steps under center. Gibson and McClendon behind it. Davis with motion by Richard. Will get the ball to McClendon. He leaps. Oh, he doesn't get in. He fumbled the football. Carolina holds. The game is over. And Carolina has won the game. Finley to throw. Over the middle. Intercepted. Wolfuck again. Wolfuck the other way. At the 30. The 40. Wolfuck to midfield. Miles Wolfuck with the pick. The heels on the doorstep of an enormous victory. Left side of the line. Hood standing to Williams' is right. Williams going to throw. One-on-one. Davis has it. Touchdown. Carolina wins. Carolina is the Coastal Division champion. Bernard fields it at the 26. Heading to the far side. Gio at the 35. Gio, he's at the 50. No, he's not. Yes, he is. Gio, he's going to take it for a touchdown. Are you kidding me? Connor Barth for the possible win. Snap. Spot. Kick away. High enough. Long enough. It's good! It's good! Carolina has won the game on a 42-yard field goal by freshman Hunter Burr. Good gosh, dirty. This is the Heel Tough Blog Podcast. Hey guys, and welcome into this edition of the Heel Tough Blog Podcast. It is Anthony Pegnata back with you guys as always. And the Shrine Bowl was just this weekend, the 83rd edition down in Spartanburg, South Carolina. And here to help us break down what the Tar Heel commits did down there in Spartanburg, it is Chris Hughes of Carolina Preps. Uh, sir, how's it going? Uh, love your work uh, that you do all year throughout the state of North Carolina covering high school football. I'm glad we could get you on to talk about the Shrine Bowl. Well, guys, I appreciate you having me on. And, uh, and you know, it's my pleasure to get out there and serve our community, talk about high school sports and recruiting. Uh, you know, it's uh, such a big deal to a lot of people, so I appreciate it. Well, how honored were you, first of all, to get the, uh, get the call to – not only you know come go down there and cover the game, but uh, to be on the telecast as well on ESPN three. It was really cool seeing you on there, being one of the guys that you know we've seen around the state of North Carolina going out and being on the sidelines for a few years. So how big of an honor was that for you to be able to get up in the booth and actually be able to talk about a lot of these guys that you've covered? Well, yeah, it's been a great honor, and actually this was my seventh year in the booth for ESPN, and uh, absolutely um, a and you know as a coach and growing up in North Carolina the Shrine Bowl has always been a big deal between both states and uh, to be able to give back and be a part of it is just so cool uh, to get out there and uh, you know be able to talk about these young men so it's certainly a big deal. Well, there were a lot of great young men that were out there to talk about, and a lot of them committed to the Tar Heels. This is the first time in a long time that Tar Heel fans were really pretty intrigued to tune in. And uh, one of the guys that really stood out just all week at practice and then had a pretty solid game was Jaquarius Conley. You know, he was a guy that, at the end of the day, with all the guys that, you know, decided to instead of going down there, focus on rehabbing or whatever, he ends up becoming the highest-rated prospect in attendance. I know that you were out at a lot of the practices. Was he worthy of that billing? Did he really step up and play that well? Absolutely, and I think his performance not only in practice, 
but but especially in the game, you know, he had a scoop and score off a pump block, mm-hmm. uh, played really well uh, on the defensive side. Uh, he was probably the most impressive player in the practices and, you know, got a chance to talk to him and uh, get to know him a little bit. Um, great, great young man, you know, great story moving from Washington State uh, to North Carolina. You know, his father's in the military uh, and then putting on a show over at Northside High School these past couple of years. So it was just great to see him uh, perform at this big level. Well, one of the other guys that really stepped up and had a nice week of practice and then did have a pretty nice game as well was Ray Rose. There was some concern with the fact that he played in a wing T offense in high school. Do you think that maybe some of those concerns should be simmered down a little bit after his week down in Spartanburg? Well, you know, I had those same concerns coming into this game. But when you watch him practice and when you just stand next to him, he is a very imposing figure, very big strong he's got huge hands great strong hands he runs great routes six foot three 210 pounds and had a great game had a great practice uh i don't think that he's gonna have a big learning curve at all now i'm not sure if he is into the rotation day one as a freshman uh but i think given given some time and then some development over the first few weeks or so of his tenure up at Carolina, I think he will. Uh, I think he'll certainly be one of Sam Howell's big targets because he is a big, big receiver. Well, those were two guys that had really good weeks uh, when it came to practice. One of the guys that wasn't really talked about a whole lot during practice, but then really had a great game on Saturday, was running back Elijah Burris. Uh, this is another guy, the concerns with him was more about the fact of the level that he played at. I mean, this is a guy that was setting all sorts of records at Mount Island High School. I mean, at this point, you know, just from watching him in person and then seeing him in this game against some of the better players in the state of South Carolina, I mean, is is there reason to believe that he can come in and make an impact when he gets to Chapel Hill? Well, if he plays like he did during the week of practice and especially during the game, uh, I think that those concerns will be silenced. And I, too, was one of the ones that just had some questions. You know, I, ne- I never questioned the size, you know, his strength. You right. know, good is good. You see combine numbers. You see uh, the tape of someone. You can tell when someone stands out. And, and Elijah Burris certainly does. He had 7,500 career rushing yards and about 100-some touchdowns. So, I mean, he is good. But you, you, you're right. You have to question the, the level of playing that he came from. But he can only play where he came from. You know, he can only play the competition that he lined up against. And mm-hmm. when he finally got on the stage against like uh, like talent similar to his own, he stood stood himself, uh, did very proud for himself. So there were two offensive linemen that were in attendance that will attend Carolina, both for the North Carolina squad, Malik McGowan and Jonathan Adorno. Uh, I, you know, I hate to ask this question because, you know, both guys were hoping to come in and have an impact, but which lineman do you think had the better week and could potentially have the bigger impact when he gets to Carolina? Well, I think Jonathan Adorno is the more polished. Uh, I think he may be the more complete, um, offensive lineman most likely is going to be an interior lineman. If I had to guess, he's only about six four, two ninety five. Um, but he he's just great. He's tall. He's rangy. He's got a great first step. You know, he, he's got the long arms for the leverage. I think he had a great uh, week of practice and, and obviously a great game, a uh, great coach and 
Martin Samick over at Rollsville High School. Mm-hmm. But McGowan, he is probably about 50 pounds heavier. Uh, I don't know that he is technically as sound, uh, but when he decides he wants to move you from point A to point B, you're going to go there. I mean, he is just a, a beast of a young man, very strong, very physical. And he, over maybe with a little bit of, I don't want to say coached up, but just kind of getting some refinement on being a college lineman, I think the sky's the limit for him as well. So one of the biggest question marks in this 2020 signing class is where Jefferson Boaz will end up. Because, I mean, look, he's, he's 6'8", um, in the 250s, and, you know, he, he's a guy that really starred as a quarterback at East Surrey High School, led them to a state championship, broke multiple state records. The staff said he's going to get a chance at quarterback, and, you know, he did struggle a little bit this week uh, during the game especially, but, look, Sam Howell had some struggles during last year's Shrine Bowl as well. After seeing him this past week and maybe just what you know about him, do you think there's a chance that he could stick at quarterback when he gets to Chapel Hill, or do you think he's going to have to move to either tight end or outside linebacker where they're also thinking about using him? Yes, and for the record, Sam Howell struggled mightily during last year's Shrine Bowl. Uh, and, you know, this year they, they cut back the schedule. They only got six practices to, to even get ready for the game. And of those six practices, only about one or two of them were really a full-length good practice. And sometimes as a quarterback in a new offense, new receivers, new running backs, new players around you, it's a little hard to pick that up. So I'm not going to fault Boaz for, for his uh, performance. Uh, a lot of times in the Shrine Bowl, a quarterback that can run typically has the most success because of the limitations of practice. Now, with that said, you know, he's a big body. He has a cannon of an arm through for, I think, 6,700 yards, 91 mm-hmm. touchdowns. I think he threw 65 touchdowns this year as a senior. He, 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 he's moving, he's ran the ball fairly well. He had 20 rushing touchdowns. Uh, but he, he, do, he does have 14 receptions to his um, credit. I think that he will probably have the highest um, success as an H-back or a tight end of some sorts. But he's a winner. He, he could probably play any position. You know, given an opportunity, I think that he has the the uh, tangibles to perform a quarterback. But, you know, you just have to see what Coach Brown uh, has in store for him and how he fits into the pieces there. And, of course, we still got Sam Howe uh, throwing the ball around. He's only going to be a sophomore, so Boaz will certainly either have to earn a spot or wait his turn. But uh, I think that that's a good problem to have. But either way, I think he'll find a way to get on the field. Well, I know you weren't covering a whole lot of the South Carolina side of things, but uh, Tylee Kraft was the guy for for North Carolina uh, that was on the South Carolina side. And, uh, you know, he he definitely uh, was one of those presences that was noticed on the field because of his size and everything. Um, You know, maybe just uh, was there anything that you were hearing about him from from that side of things, or or maybe did he make an impression on you with anything during the game? Well, didn't. From, from my standpoint of covering the game, I, I kind of had the eye on the North Carolina players, so I didn't necessarily see him as much as I probably did the, the players from the state of North Carolina, but I did take a notice of him at practice. I, I got to meet him during the Wednesday signing day uh, ceremonies that I also was able to host. So, you know, I, I think he comes from some great coaching, uh, and he's obviously got some 
great um, physical attributes and just some some God-given skills that that he is going to be able to use. And then I think that he'll fit in just fine. Uh, But, you know, in in terms of me really being able to lay some eyes on him and form a really big opinion, I, I don't think that I watched him that closely. That's all good. Yeah, no, totally understand. But, uh, hey, thanks uh, for taking some time out of your day. Uh, Chris Hughes from Carolina Preps uh, coming on and talking to us here uh, on Christmas Eve about these guys down at the Shrine Bowl. Uh, you guys do a great job covering them down there, and uh, I'm glad you could come on and, and give our listeners uh, a, a few opinions on some of the guys that are going to be coming our way. Absolutely, and, and, and you, you mentioned the Christmas Eve. Merry Christmas to everybody out there listening to us. Uh, I appreciate you guys listening, and uh, thanks for the kind words. And you know, any time we can ever get on here and talk some recruiting or some high school or college athletics, some college football, that, that's what we do around here. So we appreciate you having us. Yeah, of course, and uh, yeah, we'll definitely have to do that with what looks like maybe, believe it or not, after this 2020 class might be an even more stacked 2021 class in the state of North Carolina. We'll definitely have to have you on down the line. Merry Christmas to you and your family, and uh, thanks for taking some time out. We'll talk to you down the line, okay? All right, we can't wait. All right. So that is Chris Hughes of Carolina Preps. Uh, He does such a great job. All of those guys over there, uh, they do such a phenomenal job of covering the state of North Carolina when it comes to high school sports. And as I mentioned, the 2021 class really is loaded. We're going to have an article coming up where we're going to explain just some of the top prospects that are in the area. We're going to give you the top 10 prospects that the Tar Heels should be going after. Uh, In in my opinion, actually, I'm going to be writing the article. uh, So, yeah, I'll give you that. As well as some late uh, signing period targets, maybe that the Tarios could be looking at. It won't be in an extensive list, um, but just something for you guys to read over. But yeah, that 2021 class is going to be huge. And uh, yeah, we will definitely have Chris on uh, sometime before the season to talk about those guys in the 2021 class and what you guys should be watching out for. Uh, as we get closer to that 2020 uh, 2020 season of high school football. Uh, Still a long way to go, though. They just finished up the 2019 season with... Uh, All the great stuff that you guys can actually go back on the website and look uh, at now. Of course, we talked about the Shrine Bowl there. Uh, You can go back, read the Shrine Bowl report. You can go and uh, check out all of the coverage that we had from the state championship game with our scouting report on Power Eccles. And then also you can check out the prior week scouting report, which wasn't put up until just the other day uh, due to my stupidity to not put it up on the website. Malik McGowan and Damian Wilson in the state semifinal finals for the 3AA state championship. You guys can go back, look at all that information uh, to get you prepared for the guys that uh, we were able to cover this year. We'll be back next year to do that again, hopefully. But uh, So that'll wrap it up for uh, this edition of the Heel Tough Blog Podcast. A reminder, make sure you guys go on to theheeltoughblog.com. That's where you can check out all the information you're going to need for the game against Temple that is coming up. We will have the preview up for you sometime on Thursday morning. We have the preview edition of the podcast up. You can go to the top of the page, click on the Heel Tough Blog Podcast app. 
uh, or, or tab, excuse me, and it will uh, pull up the page and you guys can listen to that as well as uh, this edition of the podcast and many other editions of the podcast as well. Uh, you can do all that also on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, anywhere that you have podcasts you can find the Heel Tough Blog Podcast to make sure that you keep up with everything. Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe the podcast. That'll get you access to all of the different editions of the podcast. The minute that they come out, it will alert you and let you know that you got a new edition of the podcast up. Don't want to miss a minute of uh, our, our sh- uh, everything we've got going on here. Uh, we got a great group of guys that's working with us right now, so uh, it's only going to get better from here on out. And that's thanks to you guys. So we want to wish you guys all a Merry Christmas. And as always, go Tar Heels! <laughs>